It's our favorite time of the week as Raider great and radio analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins us on Unnecessary Roughness. And we are efforting to get Lincoln Kennedy on the phone line, so hopefully he'll be joining us in a matter of minutes to talk about the game on Thursday and just talk about the silver and black moving forward. And when we do, DeMond will let us know. We definitely appreciate DeMond's efforts. Coming up at 4.30, Sean Williams, Las Vegas Desert Dogs head, head coach, and that's the lacrosse team here in Vegas, the Vegas Desert Dogs. We've had Sean on before when the team was uh, founded, and, of course, Wayne Gretzky is also a co-owner of the team, and we uh, actually hooked somebody up with an opportunity to meet and greet with Wayne Gretzky, so that's really cool. Uh, but Sean Williams, Las Vegas Desert Dogs, will join us at 4.30. If you're just tuning in to Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness, want to catch you up on a little bit of news and notes of the day. The Cardinals are waving cornerback Trayvon Mullen. He played 42 snaps on Monday Night Football. That was the most he played since the Cardinals got him from the Raiders. If he had played in two more games, the Raiders would have ended up with a sixth-round pick in exchange for Mullen. Since they waived him, they're only going to get a seventh-round pick. So the Raiders add a seventh-round pick to the mix for the 2023 NFL Draft. Also, the Raiders had a few uh, roster moves that they made on Tuesday. They signed free agent guard uh, Natane Mute. Uh, he was on the practice squad of the Denver Broncos. He's six foot three, 315 pounds, uh, third season in the NFL, and he was selected by the Broncos in the sixth round of the 2020 NFL draft and has played in 19 career games with four career starts. Uh, in a corresponding move, the Raiders placed linebacker Jayon Brown on the reserve injured list. He was the guy that I was pretty excited about when the Raiders signed him to, from, the, uh, from the Tennessee Titans as a free agent. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out for Jayon Brown, he's a guy that I thought was going to provide a lot of good coverage, especially when he comes up against going against Kansas City and, and uh, Travis Kelsey and even running backs out of the backfield, but uh, just never was able to be 100% healthy and get out there and, and play a lot. And last game we saw him go – was it last game? No, it wasn't last. It wasn't Thursday. It was on Sunday, matter of fact. Sunday uh, when the Raiders were at Allegiant Stadium, uh, they, they, we saw him go that, out that game and, and uh, get hurt. I believe it was a hand injury. So uh, he's on IR, and so his season is going to be a wrap. Uh, so he was, like I said, a one-year deal guy, so he'll end up being a free agent. Maybe they bring him back, maybe they don't, but uh, unfortunately they, he wasn't able to get out there on the, the field more than we thought he was. Uh, they also signed a couple free agents, a linebacker, Kanai Mwaga. Um, he's a linebacker that was originally undrafted free agent uh, with the Broncos from 2022 and basically been on the team's practice squad and played college at USC. And I'm sure I said his name wrong, and I apologize, but uh, there's that. And then guard Willie Wright, they signed uh, him to the practice squad as well. He was an offensive lineman that spent time on the practice squad of the Browns and the Falcons during his career. Uh, he played collegiately at Tulsa, where he started 35 or 36 games. But, again, he's been in the league since about 2019. Uh, he was with the Browns and then in the, with the Falcons in 2020. So there you go. So no Lincoln Kennedy, according to DeMond. And that's, that's okay. That happens. Uh, you know, when he didn't join the Raider Roundtable, I kind of thought there was a chance he might not join the show today, and, and that's okay. Uh, like I said, we'll catch up with Lincoln on Thursday. Uh, we believe we'll catch up with Lincoln on Thursday, but we got plenty to get to on today's show anyway. Uh, like I said, just want to get you caught up on some news and notes, a little roster moves going on 
with the silver and black. Earlier today, we heard from A.J. Cole as he was out at a flag football event at Liberty High School. I thought that that was really cool. It was really windy. It literally was cool out there. It was really windy and pretty cold out there, but uh, got a few minutes to catch up with A.J. Cole, and that was a fun little conversation. He is the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the silver and black, and I'm going to tweet out how you can actually vote for him, and uh, he was also representing Special Olympics out there as well. So uh, that was a, a fun event, and it was good to hear from the punter. And <laughs> I gave him <laughs> – I, I mean, I was honest with him, you know, and I'm always honest with players when I talk to him. Uh, when he punted that ball on, uh, on Thursday against the Rams, I swore off his foot it looked like it was going out of bounds. I just thought – I thought it was a bad kick. I was like, oh, man, the one time that you need him to have a really good kick, he kicks it out of bounds. Then that ball went down to the sideline. It bounced, and it rolled – and it rolled, and it rolled, and you saw Mac Holland start doing the giddy and everything else. I was like, whoa, okay. End up being a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, punt and set up the Rams in terrible field position. I thought there's no way, no way they're going to be able to go 98 yards. Well, we all know what ended up happening, but uh, it was no fault of AJ's. He did, he did the damn thing, to say the least. So uh, you got to give him a lot of credit, and he's had a fantastic season. And really, and I didn't get into it in great detail with him when I talked to, to him earlier. I didn't want to take up too much of his time. But, you know, another question that I really wanted to ask him was about just the transition from one special teams coach to another, from Rich Basaccia to uh, Coach McMahon now. Because he's been asked to do different things. He's been asked to punt the ball a little bit differently, asked to, you know, place the ball a little bit different in different places, and he's been able to do it, right? And I think that it started even in the Hall of Fame game. You saw the Raiders uh, not do very well in kick coverage. And, you know, I thought, okay, man, A.J. Cole's his, his – his season's not going to go as well if they can't provide that kick coverage uh, that they need to. And so he's been punting the ball really well and placing it in a really good spot where it's very difficult for either the opposing team to return the ball in general or just they, they're able, the Raiders are able to down it and, and it ends up being working out really well. So I thought A.J. Cole's put in a really good season, and it'd be nice to see if he could win that Walter Payton Man of the Year, that nomination that he is for the, for the Raiders. I mean, every team has one representative that is uh, nominated, and so A.J. Cole is the guy for the Raiders. And like I said, before the show is over, I'll give you all the information so you can uh, you know, place your vote and try to get him uh, hooked up with that award that will be announced right before the Super Bowl, which will be taking place in Glendale, Arizona, uh, this upcoming year. So Raider Nation Radio 920 will definitely be there for that. Want to go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Want to hear from you. And who do we have up first, Amon? Raider Rock in Seoul, Korea. Raider Rock, Seoul, Korea. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, my man? Uh, Well, other than the Raiders not playing up to what I was hoping for, I'm, I'm good. You know, Seoul's uh, getting into a Christmassy mood as well. So. Nice, nice. What time is it? I'm just curious. What time is it in Seoul? Uh, yeah, so thanks to daylight savings time, it's 9 o'clock now. Nine, 9 oh, okay. 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. Wednesday, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's, it's Wednesday. All right, we're on Wednesday. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. We're, we're on Wednesday, Wednesday and Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Awesome, awesome. We're traveling across the world in time as well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> So what's so up, brother? I have I have I have two questions. One is, did you get your black pen? Did I get my black pen? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got the a whole bunch that of you them. Want? Yeah, I got. All hey right. man, so, I got a, I got a whole case of black pens. The wife ordered them on Amazon. I got a whole bunch of them. Uh, uh 
All right. So you didn't get it from work, though, because the last time we were talking, right. you had that little, eh, eh, that's all right. Yeah, no, you know, no, then, no. Work never gave me no love like that, man. I'm not I'm not that high on the food chain yet. I'm not that high on the food uh, chain. I work. guess so. <laughs> all right. Uh, the second thing is, I mean, it's kind of kind of related. I mean, I look at our offense, and I think we're pretty good. You know, we're not great. We're pretty good and improvable. I look at our special teams, and I think we're very good, although not as good as we had been. You know, you know the coffin just came down to earth. Mm-hmm. Our defense, has, as you noted, we have not been very good. And I know, I know the players are, are you know, we're lacking in talent in a, in a lot of ways. But do you think the staff is going to remain intact? Because... I mean, yeah, I look at the, the team now, and, and yeah, it should be better than than last year, is what I look at. But but the statistics and the way they played, it doesn't look better than last year. So right. I don't know whether it's scheme, it's coaching. Yeah, I, I just I, so I, I mean, I understand the general manager and the head coach. They understand. Um, but you know, not necessarily the head coach. I mean, I mean the defensive coordinator. But is is everyone going to remain? You know, remain with the team? So, hey, yeah, good, good call, good, good call, good question. It's always good to hear from Seoul Korea right there, Raider Rock, my man, working for Nike. But hey, Air Max two seventy, baby, that's me right there. Let's work out something with Nike, man. Tell him that Q needs a shoe. Air Max 270, I w- I'd be glad to endorse them. I don't even need no money. All you got to do is give me an endless supply of Air Max 270s, and I'm straight. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, he showed me this uh, shoe, and he was like, man, Q, I just ordered these, and they were Air Max 270, and it was, uh, I don't know what the official color is. I'm not really, everything is either red or black or white or, like, burgundy in my my uh, my world. But these are are they have the little burgundy slash swoop, swoosh, whatever color it really is. It's not really called burgundy. I'd have to go look at my box. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get those. And he's like, yeah, I got them on the way. And so at that moment, <laughs> at that moment, I knew I was had. Because when he told me he had them on the way, I was like, oh, I got to get them too. I got to get a pair too. So I ordered them right there in the media room. And I said, well, got mine on the way too. I'll explain to the wife later. <laughs> so, so when I got to the house that night, I was like, wife, I got to tell you one thing. She's like, what? Uh, Paul punked me into getting some Air Max 270s. He told me I wasn't going to do it, so I did it. But, uh, no, but I, I did tell her that, that it was Paul's fault, even though it wasn't. I just had to have <laughs> It was definitely not Paul's fault at all. The next time somebody in the media room gets a new car, that's going to be your excuse to get the new uh, Escalade. Dog. <laughs> Man, look, I know I'm supposed to be answering Raider Rock's question, and I will, but Kevin Bollinger almost tried to do that to me, too. He did. No, seriously. I No, seriously. Like, you think I'm lying. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. We were in the media room, and there was only a couple of us. It was like me, Hondo, Adam Hill, and Kevin, and I don't know why. It was only a few of us. It might have been a day that everyone was traveling or something. I don't know what it was, but it was only a handful of us, and Kevin knows I'm a Cadillac guy. Well, as everyone knows, and so he was all of a sudden talking, and I, I don't know what he was talking about. Then all of a sudden he said, oh, Q. I, I couldn't wait to see you, man. I had to tell you. And he said that at the Cadillac dealership, Finley Cadillac, as a matter of fact, so shout out to Finley Cadillac, he saw the electric Cadillac. It was a, And it wasn't an electric Escalade, but it was an electric Cadillac that was a newer model. It was like a 2023. And he was like, man, it's so sweet. I, man, you got to see it. Right? And so all of a sudden, he got, the, he got my mind rolling. I said, man, Kevin, you shouldn't have done that to me. And then he said, yeah, they don't have the 2023 uh, electric Escalade in yet, but – 
it's on the way. And they were telling me how sweet it's going to be, and there's only a few. And I was like, man, now you're going to have me thinking about, like, staying up late at night, how I can, how I can hustle myself into getting it. And he was like, well, I know. That's why I told you. And I was like, oh, man, these guys know me too well. Paul tells me about Nikes. Kevin tells me about Cadillacs. So I'm going to end up sleeping in that damn thing because I'm going to end up trying to figure out a way to do it and then tell the wife, oh, by the way, we got a new Escalade on the way. And she's going to be like, yeah, oh, by the way, you better go on to sleep in that thing. She's going to tell me like she told uh, told homeboy back in Texas, go on, get your little knives, go on, get your little fruit, and go on and get up out of here. I have to tell you that story one day on the air. You'll You'll get a good laugh out of it, but. It's not funny right now because nobody knows the story. But, man, Kevin got me. And so he got me thinking about that damn electric Escalade. And I was like, oh, man, see how you guys are. You guys are, are going to put me in the poor house, and I'm going to be in trouble. But there's that. So, anyway, getting back to Raider Rock's call, and I'm trying to get focused here, talking about, <laughs> talking about is the whole staff going to come back. Um, I anticipate right now. December 13th, I do anticipate the staff, the, the entire staff coming back. But I will say, I think that the defense has to continue to at least play well. That last drive didn't do well for Patrick Graham in L.A. I, I just say straight up because I think that he played in the, the wrong style of defense. I think that that was a bad, a bad uh, call defensively to have it press man covers like that, even though they played well in man covers throughout the whole game. But at, at that point, I just don't think that that's a good decision to do that. So I know that they, you know, that's what they want to do. I prefer them to play man covers, but at times you have to just protect the end zone. And I think that, that was a mistake. So I think that Patrick Graham is a guy that, you know, these last four games are pretty important for. Um, I think that Coach McMahon's done better with the special teams. It started off pretty slow. And, uh, you know, and I, I didn't think it was going very well. Uh, I do like what they're doing with the, you know, the, the way that they're placing the kickoffs now with Daniel Carlson. But against the Rams, if you notice, they, the Rams had some pretty good returns. And I thought that, wait a minute, man, if you're going to do those kind of kicks and they're not going to go into the end zone, you better be able to go down there and make the tackle. These guys can't be starting at the 35 and the 40-yard line all the time consistently. And the Rams did have a couple nice returns that I wasn't a big fan of. So uh, I think that he needs to make sure that you know he, he, his, his unit continues to grow. And the offensive line coach, his, his unit has to continue to get better as well, even though they're not playing with necessarily the ideal guys out there, especially if Alex Bars is going to be missing. But I, I do think I look at those three guys and say, as long as their units continue to grow, there should be no no doubt that they come back next year. And the only way that other coaches wouldn't come back, and I I mean I want to make sure I make this clear, is if they get hired off to do something else. Because there's always a chance that a coach could get hired to do to for a, an advancement, a better job, right? And I thought heading into the season, Patrick Graham was going to be one of those guys that was going to be a candidate for a, you know a head coaching job. But based off what the defense, especially the way it started out. I think it's getting better, but based off what the defense has done, I don't think he's he's earned that this year. You know, no disrespect, but I, I just don't think that he's he's earned that conversation. Now, D'Amico Ryan's in San Francisco, he's going to be a head coach next year. There's no doubt. San Francisco's losing their DC. <laughs> There's just no doubt about it. His his unit is playing that well. They got a third string quarterback in a perfect position. Like he's like, Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> Seen that defense? <laughs> I can go out there and I can I can drive the bus. As long as the defense does what they do and the, the running game is doing what it does. And, of course, Raider Nation will see an up-close, personal version of that on January 1st. All right, the new year. San Francisco will be coming to Allegiant Stadium. And we'll see what that uh, defense looks like up close and personal and understand why D'Amico Ryans will have a head coaching job next season. So that's, that's all I would say. If there's like a, maybe, maybe a, a Mick Lombardi, he's the offensive coordinator right now. If, if someone were to offer him maybe an a, a offensive coordinator job where he's the play caller, so it's a bet, you know, it's a it's a step up. I could see a guy like that 
uh, you know, t- taking another job. But as far as guys just being asked to not come back, I don't really see that happening. I think for the most part, Josh, and this is all gut feeling. None of this is anything that I, I, I know. So I know there's websites that they live and breathe and die on everything that we say, and they go and they make stories about it because that's their content. Like literally there's a website out there right now that everything that we have on this show, and I'm not dogging them. I'm just saying everything that we have on this show, on JT's show, on the morning tailgate ends up on this website, and that's their content. Every day, there's always an article about something that that they heard on Radio Nation Radio 920. And it's funny to me that that's the only content that I really see is is from the show. So I don't want it to be think that, oh, Q's saying that these guys aren't coming back because that's what he's – no. That's just my gut feeling. That's all it is. So this won't be an article on their website, that's for sure, because, again, it's just my gut feeling. 417 is the time. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up, 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up at 4.30, Sean Williams, Desert Dogs, Las Vegas Desert Dogs head coach. It's a lacrosse team here in Vegas. Excited about what they're going to bring to the table. Damon, you were telling us our guy Danny, he actually is like a credentialed uh, media member for the Desert Dogs, and the season doesn't get started till the end of the week, but he's ready to go. He's locked in, man. Danny, part of ESPN Las Vegas, part of Raider Nation Radio, part of Fox Sports Las Vegas. He's our, he's one of our, uh, you know, our utility players. He's ready for some lacrosse, man. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to have to be the Desert Dogs correspondent throughout okay. the entire building. Because he's got the season credentials, so I expect him to be out there at the games and reporting back for us. No doubt, he's a he's a, a addicted gambler. I mean, he's he's betting on everything, <laughs> and now he's rolling with the Desert Dogs. <laughs> so there you go. He's a Desert Dogs uh, reporter for us. We'll have to check in with him throughout the course of the year and see how the Desert Dogs are doing. But we'll talk to their head coach Sean Williams coming up in a matter of minutes. But right now, we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Got some very patient. Uh, members of Raider Nation on hold. Let's start off with Raider Mac. Welcome to the show, brother. What's on your mind? What's up, uh, Q? What's up, DeMond? Hey, uh, Q, I agree with you um, as far as uh, if, I, if I'm the Raiders next year, I'm drafting all all defense. And uh, I know DeMond was talking about the Panthers, but their defense was pretty good. If you yeah. go look at their defense, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're solid. They got veterans and, and, and the young players that they drafted in that draft uh uh that's uh that's been pretty good so mm-hmm. i would definitely do that uh my 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 big thing with the raiders uh my my high point and uh that's making me feel good is a special team cuz when we started off that special teams was bad yeah. it, the coverage unit was bad not not our punter and a kicker but we have one of the best punter kicker combination in NFL. i think we have the best yeah. i mean the the way he placed that ball sunday on um, cold Placed that ball on. I mean, on Thursday night, he placed that ball on that on that on the five yard line. They had to go ninety eight yards to to score. That I mean, that was that was great. He's been doing that since we we have we've had great punters since Ray Guy and all these other guys. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, I mean, Q, I, I know you said we we shouldn't be negative, and it's not being being about being negative. It's just being being real. We just. The organization. I mean, as a Raider fan, we've just been losing for the last eighteen out of twenty years, and it just it, it just gets on people. 
you you know people just finally like fed up with it. It's, yeah. it's just it's just a it's just an ongoing situation where you see other teams they they've been bad for a while, but then look at Kansas City they were bad for a while, but they got a good quarterback that that changed the, and the co- coach. But I just want to say I, I just want to say that uh, that we just got to keep on these next four games. Or tell me if you really if you really want to be here on this team because it'll tell the guys that's going to fight at the end till the end. Even even if you're not in the playoffs, we want to see the fight from you. And and that's it. I, I just I just think we just got to continue to grow. And I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Get some defensive players. And I know your guy your guy your guy. Your guy uh, Trayvon, we're gonna give you one more year. Uh, we're gonna give you one more, year. and I'm not picking on him. I know. I don't think. I don't think none of the corners are coming back. None of those corners. None of the starting corners will be will be back with us next year. So Hobbs will be back. Who? Nate Hobbs. I mean, well, I mean Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is gonna be back. I'm sorry. Okay. Hobbs will be back. <laughs> I, I keep thinking he's a nickel corner. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. Reason. I got you. Because know, he yeah. started off as a nickel. That makes and sense. We had to use him. Yeah, but uh, that's that's all I have to say. We we just gotta just focus on the last four games and just go 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 do what we need to do and um and leave Darren Waller alone. You guys, we cannot trade Darren Waller. Do not trade Darren Waller. I don't care what we have to do. Keep that kid and and play. See what he does next year. Um, and that's it. Thanks, Q. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And yeah, when I was talking about, you know, let's not be negative. That that was really just today, right? I just figured that hey, today we can we can focus in on a couple bright spots. But no, you're right. I'd love to see the fight for four games. Show the fight. Show what you're made of. You know, this is actually this is money making time, right? I mean, because when you're down and out and you're in a bad situation, a lot of times you'll get the attention of a coach or you'll get the attention of someone if you're the one out there busting your backside. Right, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. that. There's, it's, it's just like in, in, in regular business, right? When, you know, when, when people are on vacation, I always say it for radio. When guys are on vacation and all of a sudden there's some hungry cat, I was that hungry cat coming up. Hey, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll work on Thanksgiving. I'll work on Christmas. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. And every time they looked up, they're like, damn, that damn cue's on the radio again, right? That's how you get somewhere, man. You gotta, you gotta bust that backside even when you might not necessarily want to. But you got to do it, and and that I like it, Raider Matt. Good stuff. Show that fight the final four games. Let's get one more call in. How about save Raider? Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? All right, Q. I just want to let you know that I'm a Cadillac man too, my brother. Yes, my guy. That's what I'm talking about. I, listen, I, I got a good Cadillac story for y'all later too. It's Tuck <laughs> Rule related. Actually, I started driving out to Connecticut uh, about two weeks after the tuck rule game in my 88 pastel blue Sedanville nice. and proceeded to get carjacked in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, but I'm going to save that story for later. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to share that story. But anyway, bright spots. You talk about what are bright spots uh, mm-hmm. that you have. My, simply for me is the fact that uh, we were so close. One score games, you know, one score games, uh, what, six, seven times. Mm-hmm. And uh, albeit a frustrating close. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it gives me uh, hope and excitement for the following year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I know that, um, that we're, 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 we're close. So it's simple for me. I got the patience 
And I know some want to throw the coach, you know, throw him out and everything like that. But the safe Raider, we're going, I'm going to throw the book at you, the good book. In Matthew 7, 12, it says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. So if I was a coach, I'd at least want you to give me three years. Now, if you have a horrific three consecutive years, now we, we can start talking about, you know, moving on. But if there's progression within those three years, three to five years. So, you know, in fact, I'll go back to Hugh Jackson. I thought that should have gave the man at least three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll go to uh, Rich Basaccia. I thought they should have gave him three years. So I got patience with uh, Josh McDaniels. I know some want to throw him out, and I'm not hating on him because, uh, you know, he's a former patriot. If you really want to um, be anti somebody, you want to be anti Walt Coleman. That's the referee who called yes. that yes. egregious call of the tuck rule game. Right. So, yep. You know, that wasn't the Patriots. That was Walt Coleman. Yeah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> who never, by the way, uh, 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 refed another Raider game again after that. So uh, that was a Walt Coleman thing. But anyway, also, on, as an aside, it was, it was such a pleasure to see uh, Lincoln Kennedy so excited during that three-game winning streak because it's, it's hard to impress Lincoln Kennedy. Right. And he was like a kid in a candy store. And and because uh, I've been listening to Lincoln and, and, and JT for years, and uh, I, it was always hard to impress Lincoln. But to see him giddy like a kid in a candy store was, was refreshing to me. But then when we laid that egg Thursday, uh, he was upset, clearly. Yes, yes, to <laughs> say said, the least. He said some things. <laughs> he said some things. And I was like, uh-oh, maybe that's why he didn't show up tonight. You know, he's still upset. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's still upset. You might be right. <laughs> that's right. He, you're like, Q, I got to cool down a little bit. Give me a couple more days, man. <laughs> I know that's you know? right. But anyway, uh, it's also, it's, I'll say this too, man. Patrick Graham, I met his parents. His parents are missionaries. Uh, they live out here in uh, Connecticut, and I, I met them. That's another story I could share down the line. But um, I'm excited about next year, man. And perhaps, you know, we needed to win our last four last year to get into the playoffs. And a lot of people didn't think we could do it. We did it. Yes, yeah, Okay, we, we're faced with four games now. We can win our last four and see what happens. So there you go. that's all I'm saying. Sage Raider, I'm going from now. God bless the Raider Nation. There you go. Hey, great call, my man. I appreciate the call and appreciate the words. And doesn't he have a little bit of uh, like a Christian Cat Williams sound to him? Don't he have a little Cat Williams sound to him? Like I'm just waiting for Sage Ray, Ray, uh, Raider to be like, Pippin is Pippin and Pippin Pippin. Let me let me tell you something here, Pippin. <laughs> I like it though. I like it, man. It works. It works. I, I like never. It. I didn't think about it, but now you didn't you hear no Cat Williams in no. him while he was talking. No, but it's one of those things that now that you said it, I hear it. Okay. No, I get you. I get you. That's funny. All right. Well, hey, say say Raider, we appreciate you. And I got to hear that Cadillac carjacking story at some point. So uh, definitely hit us up and let us know about it. But uh, four thirty one is the time. We'll take a real quick break. Coming up next, Sean Williams, Las Vegas Desert Dogs head coach. He'll join the show to talk about the Desert Dogs and their lacrosse season. That's coming up. It's Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 4.33 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness had a fast and furious show, and we're going to keep that party rolling right now. Sean Williams, the head coach of the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, joined us, and that's the lacrosse team here in Las Vegas. And, Coach, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you, and the season is right around the corner. What is the feeling like? What is the burn like in the belly knowing the season's right around the corner? It's absolutely amazing. We actually uh, 
we actually started last weekend uh, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, you know we're ready for our home opener tomorrow. Or sorry, Friday. There you go. It's the home opener is right around the corner. All right. So what is the home opener like? I'm like I'm gonna get my Desert Dogs and my lacrosse information down correctly. So okay, the home opener is coming up uh, at the end of the week. What is, I mean, what is what is that like? What are you what are your expectations as far as like the turnout for the the, the Desert Dogs? Uh, I've heard nothing but uh, amazing. You know, uh, like our motto said when we first uh, first announced the team, we're coming in hot. We're going to be coming in hot to Mandalay Bay, and uh, you know the fans should be ready for an action-packed uh, event. Uh, you know, from uh, you know from the start to the finish, it's going to be amazing. What is what what does it look like? You know, I mean, you're talking about action-packed. Maybe some people have never been to an, a lacrosse game, a lacrosse match. What is it like? What is the atmosphere like? How is the energy there? Well, you know, maybe, you know, some people like athleticism. We got that. Some people like lots of goals. You got that. Some people love big hits. You got that. Some people even love fights, and you got that. You, you got an action pack. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You got a little bit of everything, and I think we can, uh, I think we can fit everyone's palate. And you've been around box lacrosse for a very long time. When you're looking at your team, I know we, we talked uh, earlier in the year, we talked about putting together a team. When you look at your team right now, uh, how are you feeling about this year's squad? Uh, unbelievable. You know, uh, we built a team on character, you know, that was blue collar work ethic and uh, selfless warriors. And uh, this is exactly what we got. Talking right now with uh, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs coach, Sean Williams here on Red Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one for you. You mentioned how you guys have already kicked off the season. So let's talk about the action from last week. You guys took on Panther City in a 13-11 to defeat, but you got them in the rematch in the home opener. So what are some things that you learned about that team from the first game of the season that you'll be able to, you know, take advantage of on Friday? Yeah, to be honest with you, I think, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of game one, uh, game one nerves on our end. And, uh, you know, they came out uh, – Guns a blazing, you know, they finished the season uh, really strong last year. They were an expansion team this last year as well. Um, you know, so you could tell they were they had a little bit of the upper hand, but I think our guys, uh, you know, stuck with it and stuck with the program and the plan. And, uh, you know, we gave ourselves a chance to win at the end of the game, and uh, that's all you can ask for. And then this game here, I know that the first game, it was broadcast on TV here locally in Vegas, but I'm seeing that this home opener, it's going to be on ESPN2. So have like a nationally televised game. Is that going to like up the ante for the players that, hey, this is going to be seen across ESPN platforms? Absolutely. You know, the guys are excited for that. Uh, you know, being the game of the week in the, in the States is a huge, uh, huge event for, uh, for lacrosse and especially, uh, you know, being our home opener, uh, the boys are pumped. Coach, how did you get involved with lacrosse? What what made you want to pick lacrosse? What what was it for you? Uh, to be honest with you, it's just uh, you know I, I fell in love when I was probably like three four years old, and I just kept with it. You know, it's uh, part of our family, and uh, I, I think just the uh, you know it's something that not everybody can do or has done, and it, you know so it's that, that special kind of sport. And then you know you have the the Native American, the traditional. You know, it's uh, from the creator. They they gave us the game as a medicine game. So yeah, yeah, it has a lot of uh, really cool uh, traditions and values to, to the game, and uh, we try to honor them by uh, playing it the way it should be, uh, fast and, and tough. Sean Williams is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So we talk about the Raiders here in Las Vegas a lot. Obviously, the Golden Knights are here. This is another sport that is here in town, the Desert Dogs. So uh, what does it mean for you to be, you know, the head coach of a team that's here in Las Vegas? Oh, it's uh, words can't describe uh, describe it. You know, this this city is uh, unbelievable, and you know, uh, and with regards to 
to sports uh, is very special, and uh, we're honored to to be a part of that part of the Las Vegas family. That's for sure. Part of the co-owners, Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson, Steve Nash, Joe Sy. To have names like that being involved in this, that means that there's a real commitment there. Uh, how, how important was that for you to have that commitment from this organization? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable commitment, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, those uh, those four gentlemen, and you know, are uh, top, uh, top-notch in, in all their endeavors. And uh, I think, you know, just having them there, opening up some doors for us, now it's up to the list uh, to keep those doors open. All right, Coach, uh, if, I, if we're, someone's going to be coming out to that home open on Friday and they want to know what they're talking about or they can at least seem smarter than their friends, so <laughs> tell me about some of the key players on this team that we should be looking out for. Well, you know, you got uh, you got our, some veteran guys like Rob Hellier, who is our captain this year, and he, you know, he's been in the league for, you know, probably, I think 11, 12 years now, and uh, Zach Greer as well. He's an assistant captain, and uh, those guys are, uh, you know, been scoring goals their whole career. And then uh, – you know, we have some young guys, some young American guys uh, like Jack Hanna, who is uh, going to be a superstar here, and a guy like Connor Kirst, who is, uh, you know, he went to Rutgers, and uh, he's a good old Jersey boy, and, uh, you know, he's up and down the floor. Uh, you know, it's uh, we got a little bit of everything. Got some veteran guys, some young guys, and uh, we got a real good mix here. And, you know, for I'm not asking for myself, obviously, for someone like you who's not initiated. Not myself, <laughs> actually. Okay. <laughs> I see how you are. That's a way to throw me under the bus, Coach. But, Boy, that's a teammate, huh? Jeez, that's but, a teammate coach, for you. A 13-11 score, is that considered high scoring in the league, or is that just about an average score? Can we expect to see even more points on Friday? Well, well I'll have to say we, we're going to score more goals than them on Friday, and that, that's pretty much average score. So, you're, you know, you're definitely getting your money's worth when you come, and if you want to see goals, that's for sure. Coach, I hope you don't have teammates that, that are like my teammate. Man, that guy, huh, he just threw me out there on the street. He was like, get on Absolutely. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't want any of those kind of guys on our team. No, no, not at all. I, I understand 100%. But uh, I'm excited about the, the home opener. I see that the Circus de Soleil is going to be uh, having a performance at halftime. I mean, this is a this is an atmosphere where even at Raider games, it's always a big show at halftime. So, and I know you're not focusing on that. You're worried about winning a match. But just, I mean, how cool is it to be able to also have a show at halftime for the folks that come out? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, we, 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 we were lucky enough to uh, – to land here in Las Vegas as a team, and you know, we knew we had to bring uh, bring the Vegas magic with us. Uh, you know, each and every uh, each and every night out. And, you know, we're like uh, you know, like a football team where we only have nine home games, so we got we're bringing it each and every week. That's for sure. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta appreciate those home games when you have them because, like you said, you only have a handful of them. Well, coach, as we wrap up, uh, anyone listening that's thinking about coming out, and I'll give them all the ticket information on how to get the tickets: seven zero two eight one eight dogs, and start tickets are starting as low as twenty five dollars a seat. Uh, what would be your final thing to say to to Raider Nation or anyone else listening to encourage them to come on out Friday night? Yeah, yeah honestly, it doesn't matter uh, if you're a fan of uh, any sport; you're going to come out here. And you're going to find a piece of this game that you're going to really love, and you're going to love the guys on the floor. Uh, just get get out there and uh, you know start screaming. It's going to be it's going to be wild. There you go. Seven thirty Friday, Michelob Ultra Arena, LasVegasDesertDogs.com, or call seven zero two eight one eight dogs. Seats again start as low as twenty five dollars. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Good luck, and uh, we'll have to do this again to check in and just see how the Desert Dogs are doing throughout the course of the season. Absolutely, anytime. I appreciate your time, guys. 
Thank you so much, Coach. There he goes, Coach Sean Williams from the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. Again, if you want to get tickets, you're interested, LasVegasDesertDogs.com, or you can call 702-818-DOGS. Tickets for opening night start as low as $25 a seat. And look, it's 730, so look, you can come to Buffalo Wild Wings, hang out till 5, we can make a beeline over to uh, Valley Auto and uh, check out Josh Jacobs. That starts at 6. And then we can make a beeline over to Michelob Ultra and be ready for the Desert Dogs at 7.30. What else do you want? Just saying. I just planned your Friday night for you. I still can't believe you threw me out there in the, out there in the street like that. That was cold-blooded, cold man. What do you mean, Q? I didn't throw you out at all. You know what I, you just did to me, what, man? What you know what you just did? What'd you were like a bad quarterback that led the wide receiver right into a big – a big hit across the middle. You know, sometimes Derek Carr will throw the ball and he'll expect Devontae Adams to throttle down so he doesn't get hit and get drilled, or he does that for Mac Hollins, or he's trying to protect the guy. You didn't try to protect me at all. You said, you know what, I'm going to throw this ball out there. Q's going to reach and all of a sudden, bye He's going to get blasted. They're going to have to get his ass off the field on a stretcher. That's what Devontae said. He ain't never coming back. Boy, that's one way to get rid of me, Devontae. You just threw me out there and – I got blasted by, like, Ray Lewis, it felt like. Good God. 442 is the time. Appreciate, Coach. Appreciate you, DeMond. <laughs> this is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 445 is the time. After I picked myself up after DeMond set me up to get hit by a truck, it's all good. It's all good, Devon. I see you. He did not believe that I was also a part of, you know, the lacrosse. Like, he, he knew what I was doing. Did he? <laughs> did he? <laughs> we were talking to, talking to Coach Sean Williams from the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. He doesn't know me or you from Adam at all. Like, we've talk, he's literally talked to us one other time. Devon decides, if you're just tuning in, that he wants to throw out the Phrase, well, coach, not for me, but for Q, because Q doesn't have any idea. He's not part of the club. And starts asking about goals scored and didn't even call them goals. He called them points. So it really didn't sound like he knew what he was talking about, but made it sound like I really didn't know what I was talking about. And look, I didn't, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> you fake it till you make it, brother. You know, hey, I want everyone. This is what I do want, and this is what I do know. Any of these sports teams that play here lo- locally, man, I want everyone to be successful. It's just better for the area, right? I want the G League Ignite team to play really well at the DLC. I want to see the Henderson Silver Knights. I want to see the Golden Knights. I want to see the Aces. I want to see the Raiders. I mean, everyone, UNLV, I'd love to see them get, get good again. And their basketball team is fantastic. But the more that sports are very successful here, the better, right? I mean, because, again, it's it's – the Las Vegas area, obviously, when you think Las Vegas, you think one thing immediately. It's just partying, gambling, whatever. But there's so much more to it. And the longer I've been here, and I still haven't even been here that long. I've been here less than two years. But the more I've been here, the more I realize how much really goes into the area that's not what everyone immediately thinks of. And the longer that I've been here and, the lo- and as long as I stay here, uh, I do not go to the Strip unless – People are in town. I, I, have, I have signed up for that, Demond. As you very well know, you've lived in the area for a long time. You know that uh, we do not just be like, hey, let's go to the Strip, unless there's some, something big event going on that we have to go to or unless people are in town and they want us to go. Like, that's literally what we do. Exactly. Um, you know what's the worst? Well, just like when you're trying to travel and the traffic is so bad and then you're thinking, because you're trying to get down to the Strip, obviously, for something that right. someone's dragged you into. 
And it's why am I why am I going down to the strip in the first place? <laughs> right. <laughs> that extra five minutes sitting in the car just makes you. If I could turn around and go home right now. Right. Yeah. You, you want you want to make that U turn, but then you realize that the position you're in, you can't move anywhere. It don't matter if you want to go backwards, sideways. You are stuck. But yeah, I, I think about that all the time. But it's it's been fantastic. I'll tell you, as a guy who's been here about a year and a half now, it's it's been so much fun and. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world, so I'm, I've, I've been so blessed. But, yeah, uh, the, the sports world that's growing, and it's only going to get bigger, the Aviators. I forgot to mention them. I don't know how I did that. Uh, we play their games right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, everything that, that comes to the area, all the sports, you know, if baseball eventually gets here with the A's or any other other team, and if, you know, the NBA or if and when the NBA gets here, it's just all these events – uh, all the basketball tournaments that have been going on for years. I mean, it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Speaking of basketball tournaments, it wasn't a tournament, but did you watch uh, Bronny play last night? Did you watch uh, Bronny James and, uh, and 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 all the rest of the stars? Like Tim, uh, not Tim, Penny Hardaway's son was out there playing. Carmelo's son was out there playing. Uh, that high school showcase that was on ESPN. Did you check that out last night? I did check it out last night because I, I wanted to see the hype of uh, Kion Anthony. That's that's Carmelo's son and yeah. Bronny James and Bryce. You know he's Bryce obviously too, yeah. he yep. didn't get that much playing time. I don't maybe not at all, but you know it's it's high school level. You know, mm-hmm. but these are still the elite teams. Yeah, we say it's high 25. school, but is it? <laughs> is it really high school? It doesn't feel like it's high school, man. <laughs> Were you impressed? Because I've I've got thoughts. Um. I was impressed with yeah, I was impressed with some of the guys. I thought that Bronny played a pretty good game. I don't think that he was fantastic. He's not his dad, but I mean he was he's a good player and you know, it's tough when you're a a a son of a player like that. Just like Michael Jordan's son, like I felt like he never had a chance, right? Cuz he's Michael Jordan's son. Like you you can't live up to that. Like who can? And Bronny, he's good. He's not LeBron. I mean, and it was funny when they were showing highlights and they were showing, like, LeBron 20 years ago and even just how fast LeBron was. He was just a different animal, man. He was so quick. And Bronny's good. Again, don't get me wrong. He's good. He's, he's, he's better than I ever was. But he's not, he's not LeBron. Yeah, he's not LeBron and Kyan Anthony. He's got a nice jump shot, but it's just like they're, the parents are just so much bigger, faster, and stronger at that age, and you can already mm-hmm. see the difference. And I know that it's still Kyan Anthony and Bryce James during the 2025 class, but the sons of NBA former, you know, all-star yeah. that are going to be the next second coming, the Boozer Twins. Those guys. Really? Be on the lookout for the Boozer Twins. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that little nugget right there. When uh, I didn't, I didn't see – when did they play? When did they play? I don't really know the official schedule, but just looking okay. at the clips in the actual 2025 rankings, yeah, um, the you know obviously with the twins, there's always going to be one that's better than the other. Of course, the Cameron Boozer, he's gonna he's like the number 25, he's he's the number ranked, he's number one ranked player in that 2025 class already. Okay, all right, that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, Bronny did some good things, and I saw today that he signed with Clutch Sports already. So there you go. He's got an agent. He's in high school. He's got an NIL deal. He's the one guy that doesn't need an NIL deal. He's got one. Right. I mean, it must be nice to be able to be the, the son of, you know, LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony or Penny Hardaway or any of these stars that we saw playing last night and realize that, yeah, I literally could focus on school and sports and not have another worry in the world. Right. Because money's not the concern. Right. When LeBron was coming up, it's like LeBron was trying to make a lifestyle. LeBron was trying to get his parents or his mom in, uh, out, of, out of poverty. Like, I mean, he had a lot of things going on. So LeBron had to make it. And it was, I, I did like the showcase that they had last night, and they showed LeBron 20 years ago when he was a high school kid. And really, I mean, he really got on people's radar 
when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I know there were some that was following him for years uh, before that. Brian Windhorst, hell, he made a whole career at ESPN uh, off of LeBron James' name. Uh, that's just that's just what he did. He covered him when he was in high school and just kind of rode, rode LeBron all the way to the promised land, and now he's got himself a hell of a gig at ESPN. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, those – the, the world was really introduced to LeBron right around the, this time 20 years ago, and especially when he was on that Sports Illustrated cover and it was the chosen one. Uh, that was, that was, uh, that, he, was just, he was just a different cat, man. He was just a different breed, right? And he's still a hell of a player, but the, the, the way he was when he was in high school, you just knew, oh, that dude's got it. He is, he is fantastic. My dad actually used to watch him a lot when he was in high school, and he actually put me up on game and told me about him before I ever heard of who LeBron James was. So, uh Hats off to to Pops. He he was already knowing, so there's that. But I thought it was a pretty entertaining game, and it was a packed crowd. That's for sure. The whole gym was packed. I was actually surprised it wasn't a bigger gym, right? And they were actually sitting on uh, bleachers and everything. They weren't sitting on, like, comfortable chairs. I thought they'd be somewhere like at the Thomas and Mack Center or something, right, with nice, comfortable seats and everything, or at the DLC. Instead, they had that what looked like just a, a – I won't say average, but a high school gym, just whatever. I wonder if they had to turn people away. Oh, I'm sure they did. Because I remember out here in Vegas, and it was a whatever AAU tournament, but it was Zion and LaMelo were going to be playing against each other. Oh wow. And they were turning people away. I and bet. I and I wanted to go and I was I looked at I was looking at on Twitter and I said, Ain't no way I'm getting in. <laughs> <laughs> so, not even gonna waste my time. I remember a, a tournament that both my sons played in tournaments out here all the time, and my older son, Kimani, was playing in a tournament and his team was a mess. Like, they had no direction or anything. They didn't. They had no direction. They were, like, my younger son's team was very organized. They knew where they were playing, what time they were playing, what court they were playing on. They were to the T. Kimani's team, man, they were they were hood rich, right? They had no idea. They were, like, trying to come up with games on the fly. They had no idea. So we were traveling across the area, going from one school to the other. We ended up at Bishop Gorman for some games. We ended up way over uh, in Henderson for some games. Like, we were really crossing – you know, peaks and valleys to get to these games. And, and man, there was a big-time showcase. And I couldn't tell you what, what stars were out there, but every college coach in America was there, right? And, and Scott Drew from Baylor was there, and I recognized him because I was covering Baylor at the time. So I was like, oh, coach, what's up? Patrick Ewing was in the building. There were so many coaches in the building. So I was like, oh, that's cool, man. You're going to play against these guys? He's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get on the court. Taman, he got on the court. He was the last team to play in that weekend. It was the last game of the weekend. We got so tired and frustrated at the end of that game. I mean, we were out there watching. It was me, my mom, Lil Q. We were out there watching, and we're looking at the at the timer like, man, if this damn thing just doesn't hurry up and end, like just get a running clock. Like we didn't even care. Nobody was left in the gym but family. You know, if you were a family member of one of those kids playing, that's the only reason you were still in the gym. I was so pissed off. <laughs> I was like, I just want to get the hell out of here, man. I'm tired. We drove all the way to Gorman. We were at Gorman. So we drove all the way to Gorman to go to the th- – and there was nobody. There was no swing and D left in the damn gym. I was so angry. And, man, these kids are out there playing. Then all of a sudden they start losing, so they get an attitude. Like I said, man, their team was super hood rich. So they got an attitude, and I was like, oh, man, if they don't just call this game and get us the hell out of here – Oh, man, it was a wrap. But speaking of getting the hell out of here, we about to get the hell up out of here. Demon, fantastic job, as always, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Thank you to all our guests, and thank you, more importantly, to Raider Nation for chiming in on the show, as you do each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel, 2 to 5 p.m., Raider Nation Radio, 920. Have a good night. Go, 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 go.